commencing countdown. Three, two, one. This is the contracting experience. Connecting government contracting professionals to the world around them through conversations with acquisition influencers, insights into evolving hot topics, and sharing lessons learned from the field. Hello, Contracting Experience Podcast listeners. This is your host, Amber Pecorero, and today I'm going to mix up the format a little bit. We are going to do a shorter episode, and I'm going to let you know a little bit of what I've been up to. So I do host this podcast, um, but I also am a certified coach. And over the last year, I've been coaching contracting supervisors. And just to give you a idea of what coaching is, because I'm sure you've heard of mentoring and coaching, and sometimes those can kind of get lumped together, um, but they are two different things. So mentoring is more advising. This is where you may be meeting with a wise, trusted, and experienced individual who shares their knowledge, experience, and advice with you. Coaching is where the coach is empowering you. They are working with you as a partner in a thought-provoking and creative process that inspires you to maximize your personal and professional potential. So in working with supervisors over this last year, I've worked with them on several different topics, and I'm sure some of you can relate no matter what kind of position you're in, but some of these are time management, setting boundaries, managing in a virtual environment, thoughts or beliefs that might be making them feel stuck or like they can't move forward in any certain way, and developing vision and strategic thinking. So I wanted to cover one of the topics that I see come up, and this comes up under time management, and that is task lists and to-do lists. And my question to you is, does your task list work for you or are you working for your task list? Your task list might be working for you if it's making you more efficient, if it's a productive system that is improving your performance or ability to get things done. You might be actually working for your task list if it is making you feel guilty if you don't get something on your list done or it like drives you crazy if you cannot check something off or doesn't get done that day. Might make you feel like a failure or like you're dropping the ball. So think about like where you actually fall within that. And I'm going to use myself as an example because I used to think that I loved to-do lists. I was like, oh yeah, I love to-do lists. I love making to-do lists. I love checking them off or putting a line through them. And my husband would say the same thing. He's like, oh yeah, you love to-do lists. But for me, when I actually reflected on it, my to-do list actually made me feel worse because even though I love checking it off, I would feel so guilty. And if I had to like move something to the next day or not get it done, um, it did make me feel like a failure or like I was dropping the ball. So for me, I was actually working for my task list rather than the other way around. So first let's talk about suggestions on taming your task list. If you're in that camp of people that you're, you might actually be working for your task list and it may not be actually helping you, 
Um, here are a couple things that I've come across in working with other people. So you could look at your task list as instead of like a, I have to get all the stuff done today task list, a, hey, this is the stuff that I want to see done in the next five days or seven days. So you're kind of giving yourself some leeway on that. So it's not like everything is a priority for that one day. A similar tactic is making a today list where you have maybe your top one or two things that are the most important for that day. And then you also have a this week's list where these are the things that I would like to get done sometime this week. Another strategy is to block off time on your calendar for specific tasks. You know, one of the biggest issues with being able to get things done is that there's doesn't seem like there's enough time. So if you are going to your daily calendar and specifically blocking off, you know, a half hour to write a specific email or, um, you know, even 15 minutes to research something, that kind of thing, then it's a way of having the list, but also black blocking off the time, which I'm sure, you know, a lot of you have, you know, meetings and other things on your calendar, but this is actually a way for you to kind of take control of like, I am going to block off this space of time for what I think is important. So this next one might seem like a far stretch for some of you if you are really tied to your task list like I was. <laughs> but I actually challenged myself to do this because my task list, the reason why I wanted to have it and had to have everything written down, even to the gnats, you know, behind on like things because I thought, oh, I wanted to check it off. But it was really because I was motivated by fear rather than truly wanting to do those tasks. So what I've done, and I've kind of, you know, moved this around a little bit, but is you can try throwing out the list. Trust yourself to know what's important. And this is going to tap into your actual intuition. So things that you actually want to do, things that are important and that are actually a top priority because you will remember to do them. And so even though this might seem like a stretch for you, it might be interesting to try it for a day, two days, a week, just to see how it actually feels for you to like get rid of that task list and trust yourself to know what's actually important. This also helps with when you, when people will send you things that they think that you should be doing, and then you put it on your list. And now you've like set this expectation that you need to be completing this thing that this other person sent you just because they didn't want to do it, which becomes a time suck for you. And it takes away from you doing things that are actually our priorities for you. Um, so for me now I've kind of moved to like a hybrid of, I do not have a task list anymore. I do put maybe top things that I want or need to get done. Um, and I put those in calendar blocks on my calendar. So I know like I am setting aside this time for, for me to do this. Um, but that's just kind of what has worked for me right now. So think about these strategies and would any of these work for you? Are any of these worth experimenting with? And would it be helpful for you if you are in the camp of actually being, you know, worked by your own task list? So the next thing I want to introduce you to is let's add a little fun to this. So life coach Martha Beck has a tool. It's called the three B's and it's called bag it, barter it, or better it. The first one bag it is about looking at your list, the things on your list, whether you make a thing, you know, a list of five to seven things. And then you're going to look at those things and decide, should I bag it, barter it, or better it? 
And so with the Bagot, that means you are getting rid of it. You are deciding, I am not going to do this thing. And so one example of that could be like cleaning out your desk. You have put that on your list and it's been going on your list from week to week and you just can't get yourself to actually do it, but it is hanging over your head and making you feel guilty and like you are not being productive. So maybe just this is not the time to clean out your desk. So take that thing off your list and when it feels like the right time and when maybe space opens up for you to do that, then you can clean out your desk or put it as one of your top priorities, one to two things for you to do that day. Another example is saying no to a meeting. That could be an example. And I'm not going to say, you know, hey, say say no to meetings just because you don't feel like going, especially if you have the, um, it's under your job jar and responsibilities to be at that meeting. If your boss, you know, expects you to be at that meeting. But let's be honest, we've all gotten invited to meetings where maybe we didn't actually need to be on the meeting, but we feel like we can't decline it because somebody has sent it to us. So I would say, you know, as this example, take a look at those meetings. And if you are invited to meetings or on a reoccurring meeting that you don't need to be on maybe that specific week or or day, then, you know, there's a couple things you can do. You can contact the meeting organizer and say, hey, I'm not going to be on the meeting this week because, you know, I have other things I need to get to. If you need my expertise for something, please follow up with me after the meeting and I will be happy to help you. Or let them know, I don't know that I need to be included on this meeting because my expertise is not in this, um, but you know, you can always reach out to me. And definitely if your boss expects you to be on the meeting, make sure you are following up with your boss and, and letting them know that maybe you're working on something else that week. But that's just another example of bagging things that could be taking up your time and getting on your to-do list when really maybe you don't need to actually be doing them. So the next B is barter it. And some examples of this could be, you know, you got invited to the meeting and it actually was under one of your programs, but let's say you're a PCO and you just, and you have other meetings at the same time for your program and you just cannot make all the meetings. You know, that's what, you know, you have buyers on your team to help you attend those meetings, make sure you're getting all the information that that needs to be gotten and that you're supporting your, your multifunctional team, um, but that you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I have to be at all these meetings. Another example could be, you know, if your boss designated you as like the social chair of the of your group and, you know, you need to plan a, a lunch gathering, but you know that there are people in your office that actually get joy out of planning lunch gatherings. That's when you can maybe reach out to those people or person and see if they want to plan the next one. So that way it's not this huge task on your list, but that you are getting help And it's empowering somebody else in your office to do something that they love and to get connection that way. So the last B of the three Bs is better it. And going back to our meeting as an example, you got invited to the meeting, you have the expertise and it falls underneath your responsibility of your job duties. And so, you know, you need to attend this meeting. It's important that you attend it. Is there a way to better the situation of attending the meeting. You know, for example, we've all been going to virtual meetings lately. We're on a lot of like these Microsoft Teams calls. And so we are in the meeting. Examples of ways you could better it. Well, if I was like 
drinking my favorite smoothie or coffee during the meeting, I think I would enjoy it a little bit better. Or um, another example would be maybe diffusing your favorite smelling oil while the meeting's going on, or maybe even reward yourself after the meeting. You know, like I love to walk outside in nature. Maybe I reward myself with a 15 minute walk, which could actually help me think differently about what was actually brought up in the meeting and help it sink in a little bit. So those are just some examples of how you can better something um, that's on your task list that you might have to do. So some of these changes might seem like small changes, but I just want you to think about how making small tweaks and changes like this to your everyday life and things that are going on in your life can actually uh, be very helpful for you. And, you know, you might hear the example of like a one degree turn, making one degree turns on a big ship. You know, it may seem like not a lot, but if you can take one degree turns, you can move a pretty big ship by doing that. So I hope you guys found this helpful. So just think about like your task list, your to-do list, things, what's actually on your list, if you have one, what are your actual priorities, things that you want to get done? And then is there a way to use a different kind of a strategy than you have been using if you if you feel like you are actually working for your task list or your to-do list? And then can you bag, barter, or better anything that's on that list? Take care and we'll talk to you next time. If you have suggestions for topics or people to interview or feedback on the podcast, you can submit those at the contracting experience at gmail.com. I want to thank you all for listening to the contracting experience podcast until next time. Keep connecting to the world around you.